about a year into it, started working both for him and for Boston Sports Club at the time. And, you know, you wear that red shirt where you're fitness staff, and then you change it to your black shirt when you're training a client, and you make a little more money. But, um, yeah, I mean, years and years of just observing and working those, like, crazy, crazy hours that you, you do as a personal trainer. I mean, we still have, I still have crazy hours, but not, not nearly what they were then. You know, the, the getting up at 4.30 in the morning and being in a gym or a studio until 9.30 at night, like nonstop. And when I didn't have a client, I was working the shifts that I had to work as a fitness staff member. And, you know, but, but really understanding that every step that I took in that, I was, I was gaining knowledge. And it wasn't, you know, when, you, when I stepped into this industry 20 years ago, I stepped into it because I truly wanted to help people, right? I truly wanted to impact someone people's lives and make them healthier. And I think people step into it for a different reason now, not all the time, but um, for sure it's become a much more um, celebrated profession in terms of like, ooh, maybe I can become famous. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Now, welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is a guest for this episode and a longtime friend, Ms. Kira Stokes. Now, what I'm doing is I'm rerunning this episode. This is actually a rerun episode. I'm posting this in December of 2020, but this conversation was actually recorded back in the fall, late fall of 2017. But what this is and the reason why I'm rerunning it, well, a couple reasons is number one, Kira is an old friend. And I recently, I was writing an article or writing a blog post for the American Council on Exercise. I was writing a blog post about future trends of the fitness industry. And I know that Kira working out of Manhattan is really, she she sets the trends, right? really. There's no other way to say it. Kira helps sets the trends. And I wanted to reach out to her and get some input from that standpoint. And we had a phenomenal conversation. I always Kira is just one of the smartest, but she's also just one of the kindest, really one of the best-hearted people I know in this industry. So I wanted to, one reason why I'm rerunning this is I wanted to kind of say thank you for her time. But the other reason, and this is really cool, People Magazine recently selected her app, Kira Stokes Fit app. You can find her app on the Apple on iTunes. And when I looked it up the other day, it had more than 1,200 favorable favorable five-star reviews. Kira does it right. That's that's why anytime I can can use this platform to promote her, I really I have so much respect for her. Our, our relationship goes back almost well twenty years. I mean, we used to work for the same health club company way 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 back in the day. So to see how she's evolved and grown is really is something. And she really is, is just very sincere in wanting to help people. So People Magazine recognized her app and her products as gifts that you should buy during this holiday season. And so to acknowledge that, I want to share her. This is this interview that you're going to hear. This interview is the origin story for Kira Stokes. It's a really cool, it's a really cool background about how Kira got started in fitness. And she, she shares one or two really cool stories that let you know the authenticity of the person that, that you work out with. So whether you're a fan of hers on Instagram, whether you, you follow her on her app and take her app, or whether you've done her workout classes live in Manhattan, you know what a good coach Kira is, and she really is one of the best. Now, before I get into the interview, I have one or two calls to action. One is I'm getting my Facebook page. It's the All About Fitness with Pete McCall Facebook page. 
I'm getting that set up because I want my Facebook page to be a place where we all interact. If you have a question for the podcast, you can post a question there and I'll answer it on a future episode. If you want to share a success story, I want to start collecting success stories and share them with people. I've been watching, I, I interviewed him last year. Vance Hines is a gentleman based out of Texas who started losing weight in 2017. He was inspired by Joe Rogan's Sober October and I've been following, been following Vance. Vance has lost more than 200 pounds in a few years. It's been amazing. I think he's up to almost losing 300 pounds. He, it's been an amazing journey. But if you're like Vance and you've lost weight and you, you've been on this fitness journey and you're looking for people to share it with, that's what I want the All About Fitness podcast with Pete McCall. That's what I want my Facebook page to be. So if you're on Facebook, please look for that. The other one is if you go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com, that's PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you go to my website and sign up for my email list, I'll send you a chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts. But then what I'm going to be doing is I'm putting out one or two emails a month. I'm not going to spam your email box. I do not want to do that. But I'm trying to put out good content. There's going to be a how-to, an exercise how-to every month. But what I'm also going to be doing is inviting you to join me. Every couple of emails, I'm going to invite you to join me for a free workout that I do. I teach virtual workouts through homeroomfit.com. You'll hear an ad for that later. But I teach virtual workouts called Hit at Home, 30-minute hit workouts that you can do. And if you're on my email list at PeteMcCallFitness.com, you will have the opportunity to join me, join those workouts at no cost to you. Usually the class is only $10, but hey, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're on the email list, I really, I want to make this a community and that's one way I can do that. So look for the Facebook page, All About Fitness Podcast with Pete McCall. Go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com, sign up and, and let's, let's create a community where we're all working together to use exercise to enhance our quality of life. That's why I do the podcast is I want to teach you how to use exercise to make your life better. And here's the deal. If you do it, if you do it right, you're going to slow down the aging process. So there it is. That's my ask. Now let's get into it. This is a great, great interview. It's a couple years old. And now just to let you know, I did this interview and recorded it on my cell phone using an app. So there might be a little static in there. But this is the origin story for Kira Stokes. You'll hear how Kira got into fitness. You'll hear her start. And really, she... I can't say enough kind, nice things about her because she is just truly one of the best. So here we are with Kira Stokes. I'm on the line today with Kira Stokes from uh, New York City. Kira, can you give us a little rundown about what it is that you do and, and kind of your background in the fitness business? Sure. Um, so I am a personal trainer first, as I always say, and a group fitness coach, coach second. And the method that I've developed over 20 years in the industry is it's called the Stokes method. I was lucky enough to be born with a really cool last name. <laughs> and, and so basically I had to become a trainer because who doesn't want to get Stokes, right? Because it, it's simply perfect. And I therefore could not take my husband's last name when I got married. But um, <laughs> So, um, I, you know, I always say I was born a brand, but the, the Stokes method um, has evolved over 20 years. I can honestly say I, I do get a question often of how do you, um, how did you develop your method, right? And how did, how did it, how did, how has it evolved over time? And I don't believe that I actually had a method until probably or recognized that I had one until probably eight to 10 years into my career. Um, 
And I always, I say that because I'm a firm believer, uh, and I know Pete, you, you, we, we started in the same kind of, in the same area really uh, of fitness, um, working for big box gyms. And I'm a firm believer that to call something a method, you have to have tested it and really sat with it and tried it and worked with it and, and really taken the time to see what works with your clients and with your body and what doesn't. And so to to recognize, to say after, you know, a year or two in the industry that you have a method to me is, it's just kind of, it's not possible, right? It's not, um, it takes time. And when I first started as a trainer, I had trained for three years before I ever taught my first class. And prior to those three years, I spent a year essentially following my mentor around, um, Tim Brewster, who was helped me develop my training style. And he, he was a really brilliant physical therapist and, and trainer um, and really helped me kind of get my wings as a trainer. And I didn't even touch a body to actually train them until I would say like oof, eight, eight months into to following him around. Just because, again, like when you do a, a when you're working for a business, right, when you're getting a summer job as an intern, you typically don't get paid, right? And you're just learning the ropes and taking in everything that you possibly can with the people that you're fortunate enough to, you know, have as a mentor. And the same should go to fitness in my mind. Like you're dealing with people's bodies. So you need to take the time to really learn and understand what's going on with their bodies you know, the science of it, the um, what you need to recognize in people's personalities and the psychology of it before before you can really feel confident to know what to do with their body, right? Excuse me. I know this is an exciting interview, but I'm going to break in for one moment and tell you about some exciting news. At the All About Fitness podcast, I am never going to put content behind a paywall. However, if you become a supporter of the podcast – you will get access to exclusive content that I am not going to make available anywhere else. So here's the deal. You can become a fan of the All About Fitness podcast by purchasing one of my ebooks, Dynamic Anatomy, Exercise for the Fountain of Youth, or Functional Core Training. Each ebook is $7. And if you purchase an ebook, you become a fan of the All About Fitness podcast. If you purchase a workout, I have a dumbbell strength training workout, a kettlebell training workout, and I have a functional core training workout. Each program is eight weeks long. It includes the workouts, includes metabolic conditioning, and they include active recovery workouts. It's a great deal. Each workout is $12. By purchasing a workout for $12, you become a supporter of the All About Fitness podcast. To become a super fan of All About Fitness, you purchase a bundle. I have different bundles available. I have bundles of ebooks. I have the Dynamic Anatomy ebook and webinar bundle. I have the Functional Core Training and Dynamic Anatomy ebook bundle. Bundles are $19. So those are the three price levels. You become a fan by purchasing an ebook for $7. You become a supporter by purchasing a workout for $12. Or you become a super fan by purchasing a bundle for $19. I don't want to take advertising dollars. I want this to be a listener-supported podcast. By supporting the All About Fitness podcast, not only do you get great episodes, I try to put out four to five full-length interviews each month, but by supporting the podcast, you'll get access to exclusive content 
that'll help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Thanks for your time. Now let's get back to the interview. And so, well, let me stop you there real quick because I think one of the things, Karen, we've talked about this before offline. One of the things that that I really why why I like seeing the success you're having, why, why I love seeing the success you're having, is that you, you know, I know you got your undergraduate degree in exercise science, but you've been working in the field, as you mentioned, a, a long time before you started kind of getting to the status where you are now. I mean, you're you're known as one that's kind of the the A-list, A-list person in New York. Do you think it's a mistake when people, the one of the things I think that happens, Kira, is you make it look so easy that people yeah. think they can just pick up training and start doing it right away. But so what you're saying is you took years to kind of develop your technique before you got any recognition for it. Is that correct? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, years and years. I mean, I worked. It's that you've got to you've got to, you know, put your time in. I always say you have to when I first started out, I mean, I was. As I said, that first to when after when Tim gave me my first client to train, um, you know, I can't even remember what I was making. What was minimum wage back then? I can't remember. <laughs> but, but but I was essentially making minimum wage, um, both working for him and at that time working for that's when I about a year into it started working both for him and for Boston Sports Club at the time. And you know, you wear that red shirt where your fitness staff, and then you change into your black shirt when you're training a client. And you make a little more money, but um, yeah, I mean, years and years of just observing and working those like crazy, crazy hours that you you do as a personal trainer. I mean, we still have, I still have crazy hours, but not not nearly what they were then. You know, the the getting up at four thirty in the morning and being in a gym or a studio until nine thirty at night, like nonstop. And when I didn't have a client, I was working the shifts that I had to work as a fitness staff member, and you know, but but really understanding that every step that I took in that I was, I was gaining knowledge and it wasn't, you know, when you, when I stepped into this industry 20 years ago, I stepped into it because I truly wanted to help people, right? I truly wanted to impact someone, people's lives and make them healthier. And I think people step into it for a different reason now, not all the time, but um, for sure it's become a much more um, celebrated profession in terms of like, oh, maybe I can become famous. It's like you, you, it takes you how much time. If you're going to rise to the top and stay at the top, you have to put the time in on the back end, right? You have to, I believe you, if you have that fast rise to the top where you don't have the experience behind it, you may have the knowledge, you know, you maybe you, or some of the knowledge, you know, you may have been a you know, head in the books for, years and years as a, a teenager, maybe even, you know, learning about the body, but the experience aspect of, of being able to develop programming so that it suits everybody and everybody is different. Um, that takes like some serious experience. And so there was no, you know, I hate to play the, you know, in back in the day, but <laughs> you know, fitness professionals weren't as celebrated as they are now. It wasn't as, as it was a, a big industry, but it wasn't the billion dollar industry that it is now, I don't believe. Sorry, I'm just going to cut in here one more time. I'll be very brief. I want to remind you that I'm doing HIT at home workouts. HIT is high intensity interval training. These are 30 minute workouts. All you need is a set of dumbbells, a little bit of space, and a device that can connect to the internet. And you can join me on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 noon Pacific. That's Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern, other times in between, or in other time zones. I broadcast live. It's a great workout. 
just about 30 minutes. You'll get strength training, core conditioning, and of course, high-intensity interval training. If you work hard, I guarantee you'll be burning more than 300 calories in 30 minutes. That's hit at home exclusively on Homeroom Fit, Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific. There's a link down below in the show notes. You already listened to the podcast. Now come join me for a workout and we can sweat together. Let's get back to the interview. No, uh, when we got into it, but when we got into it, it was like, I mean, because I never thought I could make a career in fitness, right? You know, it was, yes. yeah, when we were, because we were about the same age. I think we got out of yep. school in the early to mid nineties. Yep. And it, it, to me, I mean, the only people that had personal trainers were the movie stars and, you know, these, these A-list celebrities. Um, yeah. And, and you, you, I didn't see it as a viable career path, but then I started working for a health club part-time just to get a free membership at the front desk. And That's I what saw I that there were people that were making, you know, they're making a living being trainers and instructors. And that looked so much more appealing than what I was doing. And that's, that, that's when I got into it. So I think we're kind of of that generation, Kira, when it became a viable career. It went from being something part-time or something very niche to yeah. being a viable career. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what was your education? Like, what was your, your, and your movement background? Because I think you have a really interesting movement background as well as education. So I was, um, as a, as a child, up until I went to college, I was, I was a gymnast. So my, and I, I will say that a lot of my, my method and how I program and put movement together with my classes, um, which, which is true for clients too, but it truly, as always, with a, as a personal trainer, you know, it depends on the client. But in general, um, and again, I didn't really recognize that I did, that this is partially where my programming stemmed from until probably six years ago, to be honest. But, I, so uh, being a gymnast, when you think of how movement is put together in gymnastics, there is a definite flow of movement, right? There is, when you're doing a routine, there's no stopping and starting, right? It's a constant flow of movement and one move and what the exercise that you're doing within your routine makes sense with what comes before and after it. And so my, that 100%, um, the definition of the Stokes method is a functional flow, a science-backed functional flow of movement. And you can see a lot of that background as a gymnast in both in my um, my bodyweight-only classes, like Stokes Primal, but, but in all of my classes, there's a strong focus on continuous movement and that the building blocks within each circuit make perfect sense in a continuous flow. Um, it's not just the moves themselves. It's what you do before and after each specific exercise that makes the impact on your body. But in terms of my background beyond gymnastics, um, you know, I was an athlete. I was a constant mover. I was, you know, the kid that had a tramp trapeze, like a real trapeze in my backyard. Um, I, you know, I was a runner. I would watch my father. I would say like it was the story of how I started to be a runner or really love running was I'd watch my father go for a run every single day. Um, the second he'd get home from work without even like saying hello to anybody, he'd come in, throw his clothes, running clothes on and go out the door. And I'd wait for him at the bottom of the driveway and I'd wait for him during his run. And then he would, he'd come home and he just waved to me. And that meant like I was allowed to run the cul-de-sac with him. And that's when I was like six years old. <laughs> and, and, well, that's, that's, I hadn't heard that story before. Kira. Yeah, that is so cool. So yeah. you think that you so you think him modeling that behavior? What did that, the, what kind of impression did that leave on you? I mean, what, oh my what, gosh. as a kid, I mean, what how did you what did you how did you react to it? 
I just, I mean, I clearly, I am my father's daughter in every way. I mean, I look, I look, we've basically the same face. Um, <laughs> like every way, there's no, he was such a creature of habit, um, or he is such a creature of habit to this day. I mean, he, he goes to the gym, he's 78 years old, he goes to the gym for two to three hours a day. And, you know, was a man that got up for work at 4.30 every morning and was at work by 5.15 and got home at quarter 6.30 every single night and went for a run every night. And I think seeing those patterns, um, you know, in a parent where working hard, like he worked for the same company for 52 years, like working hard and being loyal to the to the company that you're in and um, sticking with the profession that you chose and sticking to the routine of keeping your body moving is it clearly had a massive impact on me. And then I would see him come home after he went for his run every night before, you know, we'd have dinner. He would do his stretching exercises as he called them on the floor in the living room (laughs) before he went to bed, he would stretch and he would do abs. And my high school friends, uh, my last reunion, one of my friends came up to me and she said, it's so it was so obvious to me when you were, when we were young, like that you do something in fitness. And I was like, why? And she said, well, I never wanted to sleep over at your house because you would make me do 200 sit-ups before bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, and quite frankly, I was like, I did not do that. And she said, oh, you totally did. And you didn't care if I did them with you or not, but you were like, I'm going to drop down and do sit-ups. If you want to join me, I'm down here doing them. And she's like, I felt guilty that I wasn't doing them. And she she said, you know, it, I said, how old were you when we did? She goes, oh, it was like sixth grade, <laughs> fifth or sixth grade. And so, you know, I think, um, gosh, did I ever tell you the story about my stuffed animals too? No, no, I haven't heard that. Everybody's going to think this girl is so crazy. Um <laughs> So I apparently when I was little, when I was young, and I partially remember this, I would line my stuffed animals. I had, I had a huge collection. I'd say 50 or so. I had two twin beds in my room, and one of the beds was all stuffed animals. And I would line them up um, once a month, sometimes twice, my mom said, but I'd line them up in the hallway, and I'd put my desk in a chair in a file cabinet to block the door to my room, and I had a scale and a yardstick. And I would weigh and measure them <laughs> he filed on them and and I was young so I was like well how did my mom was like no no you were like five and I was like well I didn't couldn't have you know you don't know how to write that well when you're five and she's like no it was total scribble but you pretended you kept files on the animals and I hear you saying like Pooh Bear you ate too much honey last month like time to <laughs> you need to was like and the, here's the thing my mother has never seen me inside of the gym and and the scale, like, she never stepped on the scale. It was my dad who was like, need to make sure I stay fit. And my mom was like, I don't sweat. <laughs> so, so Interesting. It's just really interesting that the, all of that really, um, and let me just say this, like, I do not have a scale in my house, and I don't even know the last time I stepped on one. I'm not someone that, that is a, you know, really, I don't believe in scales, to be honest. That's not, not of importance to me. Um, but, but it's interesting that that was just in me. It was just, um, well, you're like the the original Doc McStuffins and and you don't have kids. So you don't, you know, you haven't been subjected to Doc McStuffins, but she's a little, little character on Disney that takes care of all of her, her stuffed animals like that, almost exactly like what you're you're describing. And and, and now with, with, with the soap method, what I want to talk to you about, I mean, you're now relatively well known for, I mean, you work with a pretty, I guess we could call an A-list clientele. 
But in reality, one of the things that I've known about you over the years is that you treat all your clients the same. What, yeah. when, it comes, when it comes to maintaining a high level of fitness, what do you think in your experience, um, what's the most important thing? Is it nutrition? Is it diet? Is it exercise every day? What, what do you think is the critical factor for people that, that want to use exercise to maintain their health? You know, I think that a couple of things to remember when, when, um, when talking about, like, you know, pe- uh, people are people, right? Human beings are human beings. It doesn't matter whether they're a celebrity or, you know, just a fitness enthusiast or a fitness influencer. Like, we're all human beings, right? It's, there's, no, there's no magic pill for anyone. Um, it's, it's truly, it's a combination it's a combination of everything. You can't, it's not all about exercise. It's not all about nutrition. Um, but it is, I believe, a lot to do with routine and not routine. I don't mean routine in the sense of like do the exact same thing every day. Cause I, I'm not an advocate of that. I believe, you know, constant change, changing up your routine and changing up your, <clears throat> how you challenge your body, um, has a huge impact on the results that you see. I mean routine in the sense that, like, if you um, – keeping your body the, – the basics, keeping your body moving, making sure you find a way to move or incorporate movement into your life on a daily basis. Some days have to be more intense, and you have a dedicated block of time to working out, and some days you might be able to just have the goal of, I'm going to get 50 push-ups in throughout the course of the day. Right. It's it's just knowing that every single day you're going to get some form of movement in there. And in terms of nutrition, that's where I do believe that that kind of sticking to the the routine of, of eating the same thing can be really helpful for people. Um, I'm very much a creature of habit when it comes to food. And I find that like that's what and I and I love being like that. I mean, clearly, like that's how I am as a person. Um I enjoy eating very similar foods every day. I'm also not a foodie, you know, so um, people that truly enjoy food, like that's a whole different, um, you can find ways to do it that, that are still really healthy. You just have to do a little more research, but you know, to stay, to stay committed to a program, if you can just almost, I tell clients to look at the week that they have, like take a, take a moment of planning. It doesn't take long, but if you look at the week that you have ahead of you and you know that, Monday's your busiest day. Like I always say, never miss a Monday. Like there's a, like that sets your week off so strong. You know, if you can make that a day that no matter what, even if you've got to, you know, get up at an ungodly hour and do it or stay up a little bit later, if you can set the tone on a Monday, you're going to most likely be more successful throughout the course of your week. I like that. You said start off a little bit. I like that. That's a strong, that's a very good, a very good tip. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then just from there, like, and I, and I deal with this, and I let, let me just say this, that as much as we may think that celebrities, like, oh, they have all the time in the world to work out, you know, like they can do whatever, they have the money and they have the time, you know, the ones that I deal with are quite frankly busier than I am. And and the most challenging thing for them is finding the time to do it. And the most challenging for me, thing for me as a trainer is really enforcing the fact that every little bit counts. And I can even say, like, you know, for example, Candace, right? Candace Cameron Bray. She just shot a movie. You know, she was gone for seven weeks. And the majority of the days, she all she could get in was she was working 17-hour days and for seven weeks. And all she could get in was, you know, she'd send me a picture of stairs that were on set. And I was like, walk up and down them 10 times. Get it done. 
you know, like there was no dedicated time for working out, but she would drop down and do push-ups after, you know, getting her makeup done. Like she found ways to just find, you know, those, those quick little moments that all add up. So, you know, as I say, you do need those days where you have dedicated time for your workouts, but also remember when you're mapping out your week, if you have a day where it's like, nope, 14 hours, can't do anything that day. Yes, you can. You can find the time. It takes literally 15 seconds to do 10 percent, right? It takes- I was, I was going to say, I was going to ask, I mean, doesn't just, if only somebody only has, like, say they can do 10 squats, you know, 10 times a day or 10 push-ups yeah. 10 times a day, that makes a difference, doesn't it? I mean, we know totally. that's the evidence, yeah. I mean, if you're sitting in your office chair and you, and you realize, you know, what a, sitting is the enemy, right? Like, there's nothing, like, it, it's becoming the new smoking, <laughs> sitting, yeah. you know? You you need to find like if you're sitting in a chair every every 15 minutes or so just get out of your chair sit back down get out of your it's like doing you know an assisted squat if you can like drive from your heels stand up and sit back down it's gonna every little bit counts you just like activate your glutes a little bit and they're gonna stay higher and tighter than if you did I promise you you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you pick up these phrases, and and wanted to, uh, want to respect your time, and 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 you know, get, you know, I know you have a heart out, but it just from your experience, what do you like more? Do you like the one on one, or do you like the group? I mean, what? Why is that such a difference? I mean, I know that's kind of a little inside inside ball, but you know, what do you what do you enjoy about the differences between the two? You know, it's such a good question, and I can honestly say I think it changes for me. I think there's there are. I can look back at times in my life where I really loved the one-on-one the most, and that was what I was doing most, and then I shifted to teaching more, you know, and I realized, wow, I really love being in front of a group. I think at this point, um, I have, oh, gosh, you know, I was I was a psychology major in, in, in Boston College, and I think when I do the one-on-one, I love the fact that, um, you know, Candace even said this in an interview the other day. She said, Truth be told, Kira is also my therapist. Um, I believe, like, you know, psychologists, you know, it's so funny. They have you laid out on a couch, right, with a parent. I mean, I, I, when you talk, you know, when you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And I've always said, like, you know, people actually tell you more nuggets about themselves when they're moving. They open up more, you know. They feel a little bit more free. So they speak a little bit more freely. And to me, it's like applying what I – learned in college, in school, um, to my job in a way that I feel like even more beneficial for people because they're, they're changing their body at the same time. Right. So I love that aspect of the, of the personal training, the group training, the energy that I create in that room and that, um, you know, what you, what you give is what you get. They, they give me that energy right back because, um, it's it's the sense of community that I foster in the room that there's nothing like that energy. Like I still, 23 years into this, am excited to teach when I teach. Like I I get so there's never a day where I walk in to teach a class and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. I truly love it. Like I truly feed off the energy and I get as much from it as they get from it. Well, um, isn't that I mean, isn't that one of the keys about group training is that it creates that dynamic. I mean, you have your whole stoked community now. How yeah. how does that build upon itself? I mean, have you noticed that people, it, it's created this whole, I don't want to say you have a cult personality, even though you do, but I think a good instructor fosters that on purpose 
And, yeah. and how important is that to be a part of a group? I think it's I think it's huge. It's huge to you know your vibe attracts your tribe, right? It's if you create to create a sense of I'm the type of I'm the type of instructor. I always say it's a combination of being a drill sergeant and a big sister, right? It's the it's the magical combination of the two that that makes people feel if they put their trust in you, and they they but they respect you at the same time. They know you truly care, and I think. Um, when people feel like they're a part of something, where, especially where the instructor, like I, quite frankly, I send emails out after every te- every class I teach to my soap athletes, and I'm like, how's everybody feeling today? Or I write something on Facebook, and they all chime in, and it immediately creates a sense of community. And it makes people, the people that are taking my class, you know, like I say, that whole never miss a money, that Monday Night Stoke 360 squad, if someone doesn't show up and it's this, you know, that's there every week, like everyone that night is on Facebook, like, where were you tonight? You know, you, <laughs> you, you, the, people, you feel more, it, it creates this motivation between each one of the athletes as well, where they're like, I've got to show up for Renata because I'm always next to her and I push her a little bit and she pushes me. And it's, you're not just showing up for yourself, but you're showing up for your community. And I think that um, if you can, make each each person in that room feel like they have a responsibility um not only to themselves but like to the group you know in a positive way not in a way like oh you know you're responsible to be there it's like no like not out of a really good way a really way a way of knowing that everyone in the room has an impact on everyone else um it's the reason that you know let me say this there there are it's it's just everyone has their own particular style i have also gone to classes in New York City, where the instructor prefers to seem like untouchable to those around them. They don't connect with anybody in the room, but the room is packed. And I look around and go, how that, why do people want to be here? The instructor's not even talking to them and not even looking at anybody but herself in the mirror. And it's like, but believe it or not, there are, there, there is, there, you know. I have no idea who you could be referring to. <laughs> one of the, one of the phase, phase of our existence. Now, totally. But you, you, know, you know, when you also look around the room in that case, you see that the faces, that the expressions on everyone's face are just like dead. It's like they're angry and they're they look unhappy, and it's like that's the vibe that is put out in that room. And you know, so interesting for that. So I think um, I think what's important, and that's very much a part of my method, Pete, is that like. It's not just the classes themselves. It's the, it's the feeling that's created. It's the feeling that you evoke in people. Um, stoked, right? What is stoked? It means ignite. It means it's fire. It's you know. It, so I'm I'm, I'm trying. I wanting to. I want to ignite a, a sense of um, community. Ignite a sense of like ignite your body. You know. So everything is on. It's you're highly endorphinated. Um, you know, and, and doing all that, you can still give an amazing workout that makes sense. <laughs> and and, now, it's, it's and that's a, sorry to tell you, but I, I know you're, we're, we need to wrap up here. And um, I think that's a perfect way to segue because what what's the Stoke method? I mean, this is one thing. Yeah. And I have to say, Kira, in, in you know, you and I know each other pretty well, but it's very obvious to see from your social media the community that you create. I mean, the, the, the honest engagement and the looks on people's faces – you know, in, in the photos that you take are just, they're, they're stoked. I mean, for, for not saying that corny, in a corny sense at all, but they're 
you know, you can tell they're they're excited to be there. Now, what is the Stoke move move of the day? I mean, you do that on Instagram, and, yeah. and why do you put why do you put that out there? So, so the Stoke move of the day is um, it's so funny too because it, wait, I, you always forget on Instagram that you get new followers every day, and people are like, "What's SMOTD stand for?" And I'm like, "How do you not know?" <laughs> it's the Stoke move of the day. But so I feel, you know, although. Um, it's a, such a small snippet. It's a move a day. I think it's important that um, I want to provide, I use social media as an outlet to provide information. I'm not using Instagram as a place, you know, yeah, there's the occasional picture of myself or whatever, but it's always, it's always coincides with, with actual information and trying to educate the people that have, have, you know, so kindly followed me, right? I'm not, it's not like, let's, look at me, look at me, look at me. But I really do believe, like, I, as I said, the reason I got into this industry was to provide information and to educate and to help people become more healthy. So the moves are meant to inspire movement, inspire people to want to um, try something new and to get a little taste of of what getting stoked is, right? Now, what's interesting about the stoked move of the day is that um, it's one move. And... The Stokes method, as I said before, it's not just about a move. It's about how they're put together, right, to form a science-backed functional flow of movement. So each circuit, depending on the class that I'm teaching, um, is, is meant, I always say each circuit, when you get stoked, is like a chapter in a story, right? Mm-hmm. There's a beginning and a middle and an end to each chapter. And the entire story is told at the end of the workout, once you've completed the entire workout. And so I go, I go back and forth when I, with my stoke move of the day. I'm like, goodness, you know, it's really just one move, but I should really be showing an entire circuit. However, that's giving a lot of information away. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give right? too much. You don't want to give too much. So the exciting thing is you're just getting one move. You're getting one move a day, right? But that one move is meant to be something that you add to the workout you're currently doing. Or maybe it's a challenge move that you're like, wow, I might I want to work up to that move. Or um when you when you take the time to read the post which is something i really encourage people to do actually read the post because i give every single form cue for the move it's not just me showing you a video which i feel like too, happens too often on instagram it's like show a video you don't give proper direction people are going to do it incorrectly you know so this is like you're getting a move but the, the great thing is like you can then come to new york city and really experience the method in person you know the actual okay well now what do we do with that move What are you going to put before it? What are you going to put after it? How is it going to make sense in your workout, right? So if you give little, I believe, like, you know, you give a little and you get people really interested in it. But every single day I give a little, you know. And when you look through the – you scroll through the page, my page on Instagram, if you – you know, it's wonderful. I have people that email me, like, I've saved every single joke move of the day ever. And they – I had a woman who actually put all the moves together. um, Oh, wow. Yeah, and she says she she prints them out and she puts them on her wall and she like lays them out and I was like, oh, they're not in the right order though. You know, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, you're not doing them like that, are you? And she's like, no, I just like when I when I feel stale or something, I look up and I grab and I'm like, I'm gonna try this add this to my workout today, you know. So, um, you know, the stoke of the day is is truly there for for I hope people take it as inspiration and not looking at it as as you know me trying to show like how cool I am doing this move. That's never the intention. 
um, it's, I get excited to be able, when I come up with something new, um, I get excited to share it on Instagram and be like, oh, this move was so good today and I totally feel it. Um, and then I share it, you know? That, that's one thing that, and I've, I've made those comments before is that some of the sequences you put together, Kira, I'm just like, I wouldn't have thought of that. And I, I love them. I mean, some of the stuff you do, I'm just like, it, it's creative, it's smart, it's right. I mean, that's what I like about it. You're not doing anything that the body's not meant to do. Um, you know, the ones that yeah. I want people to know, listen to you, that, that they're not going to ever, they're never going to see Kira. You'll never be in a gym fails video. <laughs> you'll never see any, any right. of those athletes. You'll, you'll never be in a gym fail, fails video. I look at stuff that you do and I'm like, oh my goodness, I would never think of doing that. Well, how can people follow you? Because I know you got some stuff online. Um, you have some workouts online and I know you're, you're putting some stuff together, but if people want to get a little bit more, um, stoked, want to get a little, put a little more stoked in their life, how could they go about doing that? Yeah, so um, Booyah Fitness is a site where it actually it's right on, if you go to my Instagram, it's, there's a link for it right on my profile. Uh, there are eight different videos on Booyah Fitness that are um, Scoop Series videos, and there's different options. Some have equipment, some don't, but they're great. I mean, you need all you need is Wi-Fi. It's, like a, it's a one-time fee, and you can just have those videos forever. And, you know, when you create good content, uh workouts when you create really good workouts that have really good content they can they'll be you know they work forever <laughs> you know it's not like you're not yeah. going to go out of style so that's one way um if you check my website kirastokes.com you find a lot of new uh some new media things that go on and and you know just instagram is really really the best way to kind of see what's going on in my life to be honest there's a lot of I'm very active on there so and, and, and you, and you, but I mean, the thing is, you're true. You, you are just a genuine person. I mean, you are, you've been doing this a while. You, you know, for, for listeners, I'll talk about this a little bit in, in the, you know, in the conclusion here. But one of the things that I truly admire and respect about Kira is that she was one of the top trainers in a big box gym. How many years were you one of the top trainers? Oh, God. Hmm. Was it like five years? It, it was a number of years in a row where you're just one of the, yeah. the top trainers. So she has evolved from being a, a, a trainer on the floor, like she said, wearing different shirts and, and working, you know, the frontline service staff. And you've put, I, it's, so that's why I have so much fun seeing where you are and seeing what you're doing and the impact that you have, Kira, among your followers and, and the people, the people that you reach, the clients that you reach are motivating other people. And that, that's what it's all about. That's why you and I each do what we do. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you for having me, and thank you for thank you for being the fitness professional that you are, actually, oh, because thank you. because you know we have been in this together, and and this is uh, it's nice to see when when good people continue to to be at the top of their game. It's always it's always a positive thing in the industry, right? Well, yeah, we're all trying to push each other to be a little better. Well, thanks for your time, Kira. Um, I'm gonna because I know you got a jam. I absolutely, I absolutely love that story about her dolls. <laughs> I love her story about her stuffed animals, especially I have two daughters and I could see them, I could see them doing that. And it, it really, I love that story. I love how she would go meet her dad down at the driveway coming home. And she recently, if you follow on Instagram, you know, she posted something about her dad recently and, and what he means. And that's why, I mean, again, that's why she's one of my favorite people. She's sincere. She's authentic. And she really, really, honestly, truly cares about helping others. I know that COVID, when we were speaking the other day, COVID is really hard for her because she's not working. She's not in front of people. 
Yes, she, she's popular on Instagram, and that's all well and good. But if she could, and I mean this, if, you listen, if you're listening and you follow her on Instagram, if she could, she would reach out and help each and every one of you individually. That's just the type of person that she is, and that's, that's who she is, and, and that's, that's what she represents. So she truly is one of the best people we have in the fitness industry, and it really was a lot of fun to bring this interview back and, and to share this conversation with you. And to really be able to, to share that with you. So with that, I'm not going to go uh, much any further. If you want to learn about exercise, if you want to learn how to design exercise programs, you can pick up a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts. That's Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. I've been teaching personal trainers. Kira and I were both instructors or both trainers for the same company. She went one route and I stayed in the education route and went to go work for a certification organization. And we, that's why we stay in touch. We're just doing different things in the fitness industry. But if you want to learn how to design exercise programs, actually, Kira wrote the forward for Smarter Workouts. I forgot about that. But Kira wrote the forward for Smarter Workouts. And that's that I really appreciate that about her. Um, anyway, yeah, if you pick up a copy of Smarter Workouts, you'll learn how to design your own exercise programs. Check out the Kira Stokes Fit app if you need some guidance for working out at home. It's a phenomenal workout program. And if you're looking for a great holiday gift, People Magazine recommended the Kira Stokes Fit app, and I highly recommend it as well. So with that, if you want to reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. It's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. Uh, feel free to reach out. If you have any guest ideas, run them by. I'm always up for that. If you want some great workout ideas, if you want to see what I'm doing for workouts, go to my, go to my Instagram, PeteMcCall underscore fitness. I'm also throwing up exercise how-tos on Pete McCall underscore fitness. And I'm doing the same thing on the All About Fitness podcast page on YouTube. And pretty soon I'm going to start posting, I'm going to start posting interviews. I'm going to be kind of changing up the format a little bit where I want to be doing video. I want to be recording the interviews via video and I will be posting interviews up on YouTube. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm moving in that direction. So give it a little bit of time, uh, not that much longer. And pretty soon you'll be able to see these interviews on YouTube as well as listen to them on the podcast. So with that, as always, thank you for stopping by. And I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness. 